Hello and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm David Shudnovic and joining me is Derek Wong, Senior Manager of Bulk. Derek, today we're going to focus on CN's fertilizer business in North America. Can we start with a bit of a review of this past growing season and discuss its impacts on fertilizer shipping patterns? Certainly. Uh, in the last couple of years, flooding and high water levels have wreaked havoc on the inland waterway system in the U.S. The navigability of the Mississippi is starting later year over year to the point where those counting on fertilizer shipments by barge have been left high and dry. So those fortunate enough to have alternative modes were generally able to secure what they need. Now, the crop got in late both north and south of the border, and the shift to more soybeans and less corn meant a shift in overall fertilizer use per acre, meaning you know less nitrogen uh, as a whole. But the delayed harvest has also led to an impact on the fertilizer demand, which in turn has affected the fertilizer supply chain. So when you can't get the crop off the ground, you can't put the fertilizer back in. So, Derek, how have you seen the fertilizer business evolve in North America in the past 10 or 15 years? You know, in the early 2000s, natural gas prices were on the rise, and North American nitrogen fertilizer production was no longer competitive with imports. Nitrogen plants were shutting down or being idled, and coastal import facilities were popping up to take their place. Inland transportation evolved to serve that market. Now, we got mega warehouses that were built in the Midwest, and a shuttle train program would cycle back and forth from the Gulf to the Midwest, at that time carrying 65 rail cars of urea to fill in these hungry terminals. Now, it was an adaptation in the fertilizer logistics network, and it's one that serves a market beyond the reach of the Mississippi. Now, these shuttle trains were not limited to urea either. Phosphates traveled the continent in much the same way. Now, the fertilizer business is seasonal. So much of the action is in the spring and fall, and imports provide the surge of product to meet the ever-growing demand during the application season. Managing the seasonality is complicated and dynamic for wholesalers and retailers alike. In the lead-up to the application season, wholesalers and retailers face the timely question of to buy or not to buy. During the commodity boom of 2008, Fertilizer was experiencing its own bull market. Fertilizer prices rose to an unprecedented heights, and shipments were trying to keep up. It seemed like there was not enough product to go around until the boom was followed by the bust. Now, fertilizer prices crashed, and any wholesalers and retailers were stuck holding expensive inventory. That meant no one wanted to carry inventory out of the season, forcing transportation of fertilizer to adopt more of a just-in-time system. So, Derek, how did the shale gas revolution change things? You know, from only a few years prior when nitrogen plants were closing, the shale gas revolution had reversed that trend. New nitrogen plants were being contemplated and constructed. At one point, there were so many projects planned in North America that if all were to materialize, the continent would be nitrogen sufficient. Now, as these new plants came into production, nitrogen imports started to fall. Yet, finding a market for the new production is not as simple as displacing imports. Imports were timed to coincide with the application season. Nitrogen plants were made to produce consistently throughout the year. How has the fertilizer production landscape for nitrogen and phosphates in Canada changed in recent years? Well, um, let's start with the terminals. New fertilizer terminals are being built in Canada, and the plant sizes are much larger than uh, they used to be and capable of doing unit trains. Canadian farmers in the past have been the beneficiary of local fertilizer production, meaning the fertilizer production was right in their backyard, and the fertilizer distribution did not rely as much on the on-site storage. Now, Canadian crop yields are becoming larger, and securing supply of fertilizer is critical. 
Now, those investing in new warehouses have also seen the need for additional storage requirements. Another change in the Canadian fertilizer market is the fact that Nutrien's Redwater facility has ceased producing phosphates. Now, up to 600,000 metric tons of phosphate will need to go into the Canadian market. So how do we fill this void? Suffice to say, the only certainty is that more product by rail will be required. Can you discuss a bit more how has fertilizer unit train size evolved in recent years? I guess the first we have to start off with, what is a unit train? And a common consensus is that a unit train consists of a single commodity moving from one origin to one destination. Now, the debate has often been the number of rail cars to make up a unit train. Some viewed 65 rail cars as the appropriate unit train size, but the CN view was and is a minimum of 100 rail cars. Now, granted, optimal unit train size is highly dependent on the rail network. How long are the sidings? How steep are the grades on a particular route? And what can the origin and destination handle? Now, today, North American railroads are trying to see how large of a train they can run. Now, for CN, we are consistently running potash trains of 205 rail cars. That's over 21,000 metric tons of potash per train. However, unit trains are not always the optimal choice. Not all customers can ship or receive a unit train, and even less can do it on a steady basis. Unit trains can also impact the service schedule, especially when shipment patterns is inconsistent. A spot movement of a unit train requires another train start, more crews, and trying to find available slots on the main line. Filling out the manifest train can reduce the number of trains in a particular corridor. Thanks for your time, Derek, and thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN.